Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. When you see something, you can't unsee it. And so with that awareness that you develop of like what these patterns are interpersonally and within ourselves and then how they show up, right? And when we have that awareness, we can catch ourselves doing it. You are listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. This is the space where you come each and every week to learn more about what it means to chase purpose, not money. Now, if you're brand new here, you may be wondering what that has to do with building your personal finances. Let me tell you, in this community, we believe that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being. And one way that I know you will be well is when you are walking and living, breathing, talking your purpose. Because I know that when you're operating in purpose, you are so much better equipped to really manage your personal finances better. Your priorities are just in alignment. Just is what it is, all right? If you wanna know more about the six pillars of wealth that I teach from, feel free to go to patricewashington.com forward slash start here and you can get all caught up on all of the pillars. These are the things that I believe impact your finances even when you're not thinking about it. But you have tuned in at a really special time. (laughs) This week, I am highlighting students from my Command the Stage program. These are women in particular who are absolutely walking the walk and talking the talk. And I have loved featuring them Mm -hmm. and today is no different. I can't wait for you to hear more from my amazing client, Sharani Patak. She is a social worker, retired psychotherapist, and disruptor of oppressive systems and how we relate to ourselves and each other. Her goal is to eradicate the ways we perpetuate supremacy culture in our relationships so that we can live in a world based on love, not fear. I love this so much. 
Her zone of genius is at the intersection of science, psychology, and spirituality, where she uses her superpower of seeing interpersonal relational patterns to help people, that's you and I, awaken from the spell of supremacy culture's oppressive systems in their relationships. Sharani shares her wisdom in her books, podcasts, and newsletter, all titled Fierce Authenticity. Without further ado, here is Sharani Patak. What's up, Sharani? Hi, Patrice. I'm so excited. First of all, you look so cute. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you're really missing out. Sharani's <laughs> such a little vibe. Um, Sharani, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You know, when I went to CTS Live, I think I told you when you had us write down your dream podcast to be on, mine was redefining wealth with patrice washington and now here i am yes so exciting i'm so honored that you're here um so sharani actually went through two rounds technically right of command the stage i did okay so let's get into it sharani first of all how did you find me the first time the first time I was already um, in your sphere. So I was already in your space. I was in your community. It's really funny because I had made a decision that I'm not going to buy anything. I was making a financial amends to myself because I had racked up a pretty significant credit card debt for my business, investing in all these programs, all that good stuff. And, um, and so you were having a webinar and I'm like, no, 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 don't get on Patrice's webinar. She's going to try to sell me something. Don't do it. Don't do it. And of course, my spirit moved me to get on the webinar. And I just knew, you know, I had this whole plan with a mentor of mine. First, I have to talk, you know, I had to talk to three separate people before I make these purchases. Um, and, but I just knew, yeah, it was her, my husband and another person, which I had assigned as my mom um, to review financial, you know, decisions with so, as I was making my financial amends to myself. And, um, but I just knew when the offer came and you did a little extra special bonus for people that round. Um, and it was some small group time with you. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you announced it for the paying full folks, like all of me just knew, go get that credit card and do it right now. And I did. And that is how I got into CTS the first time. And at that point, that was, I believe in spring 2021. Mm -hmm. And at that time, my podcast was almost a year old. My podcast, Fierce Authenticity, was yeah. almost a year old. And I had been thinking about, like, or I'd been doing a lot of talking about, like, supremacy culture and racism and the traumas that we all experience. And in my head at that point, I couldn't understand why I, as someone who was trained and had a, a very long career as a relationship therapist, was talking about these concepts. Yeah. And so that was the first time. And some magic transpired there. Uh, let's talk about it. Wait, well, let's talk about it. Because I know a big thing with Command the Stage is oftentimes there are a lot of you who come in and you already have brands. You're already doing things. You're not afraid to talk. You're out there doing your thing. But sometimes if there feels like a little disconnect between bringing all of these pieces together. So that's where you were. First the first yet. round. Yeah, the okay. first round. And what ended up happening is in the very first 
homework. Like it was the pre-homework, Patrice, that I was going through the, like the questions that you asked, like the way that you teach the framework is so amazing. And it literally, everything in my brain clicked together. And I was like, oh my gosh, the reason I've been talking about all of this is because hello, supremacy culture at the intersection of our interpersonal relationships duh like that is that is what this is about and from there you know yes I got the CTS framework but I knew that my brain all the wheels were turning so much that like my framework was officially like coming together with all the pieces locking in place um, in terms of how to talk about it and what ended up happening is my book was conceived my second book so my first book is already out in the world and my second book was conceived conceived in um, that first round of CTS. And so that is what happened the first time. And literally I started interviewing editors, um, like maybe even before we did our CTS graduation, I was already starting to research and interview editors because I knew like literally CTS that first round brought it all together for me. Oh my gosh. I remember Mm. you sharing that. Um, And, and did it come about because you were talking to a a CTS sister? Were you, were you chatting with someone or is that the next round? Actually it was with a CTS sister. You have a great memory. We were on a call. We were just like, you know, she had reached out for some support with her speech, putting it together. And I was like, Hey, let's, let's do it. And I thought I was just going to be of service to her. Um, because my wheels were still so cloudy, like everything, you know, when you get that idea and it all makes sense, but it's still, all the pieces are still kind of floating around. And that's, the space I was in and so when she when she said okay Sharani now it's your turn um and shout out to Sharika Chu I am going to do that because it is because of her that the second book really really did come around and she says to me um because you know in my background I've got my first book and so she says to me Sharani you know, these are all titles for another book, right? Or like um, chapters, like chapter titles for another book. I was like, there's no way, there's no way. Um, And lo and behold, she was absolutely more than 100% right. And um, she planted the seed and, and it just downloaded. It was literally a divine download that poured out of me. I love hearing that from you guys, because as you know, command the stage was a divine download it was literally one of those like god moments where it dropped in my spirit and i could see like all of these pieces like my brain was like clicking like oh this 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 and so often we're not obedient enough to just follow <laughs> through right we're not obedient we're like oh i'm too busy not right now you know, wait, I have to go through my financial amends team (laughs) before (laughs) I make the decision. Like we have all of these things. Um, But man, talk about just kind of following that. I call them God winks, you know, Mm -hmm. like what what was following that God wink like? And and tell us about what has come out of that because you are already doing your thing with fierce authenticity, but what are you doing today and how has that up leveled since then? 
Yeah, that's an excellent question. And I'm first of all, I want to back up to, I'm so glad you used said the word obedience because I forgot my word of 2021 inspired by the one and only Patrice Washington was obedience. Um, and so that's exactly what I was doing, you know, like, yeah, there was the obedience to the team for the financial amends, but then there was that greater obedience to God when God said move. Right. And I know that's something that you teach when God says, move, you move. Um, and so what has happened since then is I wrote the entire first draft of the manuscript um, of the book. It's actually been a year now at the time of this recording that the manuscript has been complete. Um, and we are working on the edits. My editor and I are working on getting the edits complete because this book it really does play in the deepest depths of our human psyche. You know, when we're talking about supremacy culture and how it shows up in our interpersonal relationships, that's not airy fairy stuff, right? Like, and, and so it was funny because she said to me, Sharani, if you were not paying me to read this, I would have put it on the shelf and never come back to it because it is that deep and that uncomfortable in terms of what it can stir up. And she says, can we talk about some of that though? Like what is being stirred up with this message? Cause I'm, I'm very intrigued. Most people, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure they're listening and they're, and they're thinking like, but what does that actually mean? Supremacy yeah. culture and connection with our interpersonal relationships. Give us some examples of how that shows up in our, in our real life. Yeah. So I'll start with the, with our relationship with ourselves, right? So there's this source self spouse. So how it shows up in our relationship with source self spouses and others, right? Is how I look at it. And the first one, the easiest one is how it shows up within ourselves, right? So supremacy culture has taught us, especially for people of color, especially for women, especially for LGBTQIA plus or any other marginalized community that we don't amount to anything. We have to work harder for everything, right? And so imposter syndrome, actually, to me, the way I view it is that it is born of supremacy culture's conditioning. I mean, people of color, especially women of color and other marginalized communities have some of the highest rates of imposter syndrome. And so when I have something on my heart and I'm like, no, I'm not good enough to do this. I can't do, I'm not good enough. Or I'm not even good enough compared to that other person. Then we get into comparisonitis, right? So we've got our personal not good enough. And then we start to expand it into comparisonitis is what I call it. And comparing ourselves, well, I'm not as good as that person. And on a deeper level, that means, well, if I'm not as good as that person, someone else is not as good as me. And so I'm less than them, but someone else, like I'm better than someone else. And yeah. so then we've got this hierarchical thing of the better than less thans going on. And this is still just how it is in like inside myself in my relationship with myself. Now, when we expand it out to our relationship with others, well, that's going to look like, mm, I always share these examples with my husband, bless him, because he is my person that's closest to me all the time. It's like, he's not doing the dishes the way I want him to do the dishes. Oh, Lord. Because, <laughs> because I know because I know the right way to do the dishes. And so now I feel superior to him because I know the right way to do the dishes and he does not. Mm. And so it comes out as a resentful, contemptuous, yucky vibe, right? Like, 
our people know when we are feeling some kind of way about them, right? It's in the energy, it's in the space, it's in the way we carry ourselves. So now that can expand to work now, right? Now we've got coworkers and bosses and these other systems that are put in place that keep that hierarchy. And that we have to do certain things to advance, right? Like the meritocracy. I know you and I share this, Patrice, being like the straight A student because you knew that was the way you were going to get love and attention, right? Mm -hmm. So that goes with us into our workplaces. And so, oh, if I only hustle hard enough, Mm -hmm. then I'll get that promotion. If I only respond to this one last email, I'll get that promotion. The never ending emails. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. never ending. And so like, And then like, there's a lot of yucky stuff that happens in toxic cultures, right? Company cultures where they're throwing people under the bus to like get ahead and all this stuff. And it's yucky. It's not good. And if this is how we're relating to ourselves and how we're relating to others, um, it ripples out. And it, to me, it creates the conditions for continued perpetuation of supremacy culture, for the continued trauma that we all experience. You know, in my psychotherapy practice, I was a a trauma therapist disguised as a relationship therapist. And really to me, when we start to actually address the real root of what is happening, which is this, the ways that we have all been conditioned by supremacy culture, and then the ways it shows up within ourselves, and then how we relate to other people as a result of it, that is when we can start to change the systems and stop perpetuating trauma, because it's that constant trauma that keeps us in these patterns and so that is just like barely the tip of the iceberg of this subject i have a confession to make my relationship with looking good is so complicated i don't know if you're anything like me but i like high quality clothes i just don't like going shopping and i definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices if you know what i'm saying plus i don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again so i was super excited when i found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish but super easy when i signed up i took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle i'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new to me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, What I also love is that Armoire is women-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E 
wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is so good. You know, after, um, not after, during my MBA studies, in many of my classes, I was either the only woman or definitely the only minority woman, right? And I would find myself in these group projects where <laughs> um, people would talk to me crazy, right? But I would know that I have so much more work experience than some of the young men that I was in these groups with. And the way that they would talk to me and try to talk over me, Sharani, mind-blowing right like just it was just mind-blowing and i remember and what always comes up for i think many of us is that idea especially as people of color oh i have to work twice as hard to prove and when i would find myself slipping into like let me do all the stuff to prove i'd like that that was a conscious choice to be like no I'm not even here to do A++ work because I run a real business and I have like all these other things going on and I have a family and I'm on the road speaking and I have all of this other stuff going on, but it would be so easy for me to slip into that idea of, of needing to prove or wanting to prove or falling into that. Like I have to do all the things to prove that I belong here. And I'm like, girl, you are paying your tuition. (laughs) you got in just like they did but I was really blown away by that that at 39 years old at the time when I I think started the program 38 39 years old that I was still having to find myself now consciously having these conversations and I remember being 20 and 21 years old in undergrad and not realizing that that was why I was working myself into the ground I was working full-time I was going to school full-time I had Mm -hmm. additional internships I had all the things and I still graduated from USC with honors, but I was doing everything under the sun. Much of that was not about, oh, Patrice just loves to do all these things. <laughs> it was about proving that I belonged. And that yeah. was in and, and the way that I remember being treated in a lot of those business classes were almost like, you're here because they needed to fill a quota, not because you were actually smart enough, bright enough that you belong, those types of things. And I just found that amazing that 20 years later, all of the personal development work that I've done, like all of the experience I've had, all of the notoriety I already had going into this graduate school program that I was still feeling that way. It's amazing because not being in a setting like that for 20 years, you might feel like, something changed or it'd be different no I felt 20 21 again (laughs) having to prove the same stuff because the system of supremacy culture had not changed at all and it's so deep-seated inside of us I mean for not just 
four or five centuries. But for me, this goes back to the very first colonization um, 5,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago. You know, so this has been a pattern that has been with us when you look at groups of people and how they conquer and colonize, like throughout time, this has been a thing. And, and we've never dealt with the trauma. Like, and so this has continued to get passed down for millennia. And so it is that deep rooted. And one of the things that um, is a part of the fierce authenticity framework is we have to first have awareness mm. of what is happening. And so book two is split into these three parts, awareness, acceptance, and action. Um, so we have to, and to me, that's the biggest thing, right? As someone who does a lot of personal development work, and I know our listeners uh, likely do also, like when you see something, you can't unsee it. Mm -hmm. And so with that awareness that you develop of like what, these patterns are interpersonally and within ourselves and then how they show up right and when we have that awareness we can catch ourselves yeah. doing it yeah and then acceptance isn't about saying it's okay it's not about condoning it it's about like learning to love ourselves even though we've done this because we've been indoctrinated by the system for so long and also it's about no longer rejecting the reality that this is how it's been yeah <laughs> and then through there is where action like naturally arises as we do the work of growing the awareness as we do the work of the acceptance both of ourselves and in no longer rejecting the way things have been mm -hmm. or are then like what actions we take really do naturally emerge from that you know you really do know <laughs> how to act right you know yeah. you really do know how to be human mm -hmm. and treat others human and that's one thing i want to share right now what is being human it is being heard it is being understood it is being able to make meaning and it is being nourished that is all any of us really want and so the work of fierce authenticity like is so multi-layered so intricate so deep um and there's just so many layers to it, but ultimately it's really about how can we be human with ourselves and each other. Now, I know you think you know a little something about speaking with purpose, but what you really wanna do is command the stage. Listen, the doors to command the stage are officially open and you are invited. I know you have a message that you want to deliver powerfully in the marketplace in 2022. And remember, Marketplace could be as an entrepreneur or as a teacher or even as an executive in a boardroom. If you don't know how to tell a story with purpose, with conviction, then you will never move people to action and therefore you won't create transformation. So stop waiting, stop hiding, stop being afraid to tell your story. Join me for Command the Stage and I will show you my framework for what it means and what it takes to truly deliver authentically and powerfully and magnetically. All the details are here. Click the link and you will learn more about what Command the Stage entails. And I really just can't wait to be your coach because I know what a difference can be made when we lean into our story and use it to be a blessing to others. 
I just want to show you the way. So join me for Command the Stage. What it got me to thinking was, you know, as we have more of this awareness, I remember when you were practicing your Command the Stage talk, um, which is crazy because with most of you guys, I can remember the, like everybody's like talk. Um, I remember when you were practicing your talk and then you get to that moment where you talk about, I realized I was doing it the colonizer's way. And you were talking about launching mm -hmm. from this place of like pushing and forcing and trying to do things the way that many of us have been taught to launch, which, you know, if, if you're in these spaces that we're in, especially in like the online marketing world, much of it was created from a white male perspective, right? So I was telling my um, team this recently, or I may have been telling this to some young ladies in Platform Accelerated. I don't remember because I'm always talking, but I was saying, um, you know, when you think about that, that much of what we are taught and how we are taught to launch is from a, a white male perspective. Meanwhile, we're here mm -hmm. trying to manage households as well. Like just being women in general, you're trying to manage households. You have all of these different hats. And then if you're a person of color, you have to put all of these, you know, other maybe limiting beliefs that, that you carry around anyway, the trauma that you've experienced, especially for many of us being the first ones to ever do anything like this. So your friends and family don't understand. So their support can only go so far. Like there's all of these intricacies that come with and then we're trying to force ourselves to fit into boxes that were not created with us in mind. They were not. And as much as I believe in structure and strategy, you know that I'm still very spirit led and that having to unlearn things to learn to listen to my intuition against like, you know, conventional wisdom around how you are supposed to do things. Girl, this is so much. <laughs> and it is so easy without awareness to perpetuate mm -hmm. supremacy culture, even as someone who has been harmed by it. Yes. Yes. And that's such an important point that you make right there, because so many of us think like, oh, that's white people's problem to solve. Oh, I don't need to do this work. It's for white people. They created it. They need to fix it. Yes. On some level, that is true. They created these systems. However, we've all been affected by them. So we all have to do the work of healing from it, of learning to identify, become aware of what it is, how it shows up, and then choosing to do things differently. Um, and for me, it really is like a Trojan horse approach. Like to me, these systems are going to fall from the inside out. Like they're going to collapse in themselves when people inside the systems are doing the work um, is, is how these systems are going to fall. Like that's just how I visualize it every single time. Like we've got us light workers that are going in there that are dismantling these. Some of us are shadow workers too, let's be honest, because uh, I work in the shadows, but like we're going in there so that and, and in there anywhere, right? Because everything is a system. Yeah. Just like you said, right? Whether it be our business or running our family, they're all systems. And this is where we really have to, each and every single one of us has a responsibility to do the work, to look at how we have been affected, how we've internalized it, and then how we recreate it in our relationships with ourselves and others. So with that being said, how important do you believe as a light worker or shadow worker, I love that you said that some of us work in the shadows. 
Um, how important is it or what responsibility would you say we have to learn how to articulate our peace in this and our purpose? Because that's what Command the Stage is all about, mm-hmm. right? It's like there's so many folks who have an idea of what they're supposed to be doing in the world um, or you know exactly what your purpose is, but then you struggle with how do I articulate it so that people truly enroll in the vision for what's possible? Mm-hmm. How important is that, especially now that you've been through Command the Stage <laughs> twice? Yeah. <laughs> like, how important is that to you? And and what would you say to others who are like, oh, okay, I, I think I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but this whole how I articulate it, I mean, I guess I'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, well, it's really hard to enroll in the vision when systems of supremacy continue to keep you oppressed, continue to tell you that you're not good enough, you're not valuable enough, you're not, you don't have enough degrees or letters after your name, or you're not qualified, or who are you to go in and talk to corporate? You've been a therapist, so who are you to go in and tell corporate how to like run things and create belonging in their workplaces, right? So you can't even enroll in the dream until you start to do that inner work. And to me, the biggest gift, because I carried so much shame for most of my life thinking, you know, that I was broken, that there was something wrong with me, that the imposter syndrome, the not good enough stuff, right? And when my brain started to put the pieces together and it started to click that, wait a minute, this has absolutely nothing to do with me and everything to do with the systems that that we live under, everything shifted because it's no longer my imposter syndrome. It's, oh, I'm experiencing supremacy's imposter syndrome right now, right? Whereas before it would be, oh, I'm having imposter syndrome and there's this folding that happens. Now I catch myself or perfectionism is another part of that. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my perfectionism. No, no, that's not my perfectionism. That is supremacy culture's perfectionism. And so for me, just knowing that and and reframing that has been so instrumental in recognizing, you know, when the enemy is trying to keep you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, <laughs> Sharani, so this week people are thinking about coming over to command the stage. And again, I, you are one of maybe like four or five people who actually went through command the stage twice out of, you know, oh, okay. hundred graduates. Mm-hmm. I think we have like three, 400 graduates now. But um, out of those graduates, it's only a handful of people that that came back through um, to that last cohort. Um, Knowing what you know today, what would you say to folks who are considering coming into command the stage and wanting to like really have that awareness around how to bring all the pieces together that that they're working on to advance their purpose in the world? Um, I would say obedience, 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 because I just read last night that not being obedient when told is also disobedience. So basically not moving, like delaying it is also disobedience. And so if there is a call on your heart, if there is something that you know that you are meant to share, you will get the support that you need between Patrice, her team and all of your sisters in the program and sometimes a brother too but you yeah, will get always at least one brother <laughs> just one 
yes. be the one this cohort i have no idea <laughs> we will see who that will be and you will receive the support you need to help clarify your vision and help make it a reality and i will share because some people might be like she took it twice why she took it twice right well i took it twice because the first time it was conceived everything started to make sense the second time i took cts i had already written my book the entire redesigned framework the upgraded framework um had poured through me already so when i got into cts that second time earlier this year i knew what i was going to be saying and what the framework was because i had already taken that time to write the book and so it was like okay i'm doing this again so i can now understand more fully the framework which is so brilliant um and so that is what i would say yeah and you know, I think that in order to really get things in your spirit, there's nothing wrong with hearing it again. You know what I mean? Like, I always believe that every, you can hear the same thing at a different time in life and it means something completely different. So I think what happens is a lot of people come in to command the stage and you can attest to this with this like, oh, I know exactly what I'm gonna do. But they think that command the stage is just about learning my framework for a talk they don't realize how deeply you have to go because my goal is that your talk be authentic and real and like really rooted in who you are not this like surface level version that anybody can tell yeah. by the time you go through all that healing work and so you've seen this <laughs> twice right? so by the yes. time people start to peel theirs off and give themselves permission to tell the freaking truth yes by the time you do that Sometimes I think that first go round is like becoming okay with the truth. And then the second time, now we can go back and really add some structure, but that becoming okay with the truth is huge. Super huge. And I have goosebumps as I'm hearing you say it, because, you know, I remember, I can't remember the exact phrase that was said and you said it, Jatia, our clarity coach said it. Um, and other members of the team had said it like, telling the story that you don't want to tell right because i started the first round with some surface level stories still hiding even though my whole brand is fierce authenticity right like how do we show up as our most fierce and authentic selves but there were still parts of my story that i i was afraid to share and then there was that moment on those coaching calls where it was i can't remember the exact thing but basically it was calling us out for not showing up in our power and our fullness and the greatness of what our real story is um, to actually do the real transformational work that we're here to do. Yeah, and I think you can listen to something like this even and go, okay, well, I'm just gonna tell the real story. There is something that happens in that type of container that pulls it out, right? Like it's easy to sit with yourself and be like, okay, what's the what's the story what's the real thing okay but the questions like those probing questions and all of the things that come together to really really bring that out and draw that out to me that happens in community to me that happens through the coaching calls to me that happens as you're going through the curriculum as you are reviewing the self-reflection questions it is designed to help bring that all together and that's not necessarily something that you can sit at home and do, or you would have done it. Patrice, the truth is like, you cannot be in a space 
and in a community such as the one that you create without a certain level of rigorous honesty. Like the spaces that you create truly do not allow for surface level, airy, fairy, just like, we're going to dance around the issue. Like you don't, I feel like, you know, I'm saying that I'm like, you're a shadow worker like me, you bring, you bring the work deep. And so there are just some spaces and you are an expert at creating that type of space where you cannot lie to yourself and you cannot um, hide from the truth. And that is one thing that I have seen both myself um, being in your spaces and also what I've seen with my sisters as well. And then of course, there are those who may not be ready, may not be equipped. They kind of naturally fall out because they're not ready for that, right? But, but you create the space for us to go there. And it's hard to lie to yourself in your communities. I'm glad this is the hard work. I mean, this is the hard work. This is what transformation is really about. You can't keep doing airy fairy stuff, as you say, and then expect to have deep transformation. I just don't see how it's possible. Um, you can make some quick shifts, but that's not true transformation that you'll be able to look back a year from now and say, oh, that was birthed in this space and look mm -hmm. at all the things that have happened. You know, <laughs> that requires actually being willing to show up and do the work. And I'm so proud of you, like for showing up and doing mm -hmm. the work. So proud of how your talk came together. I'm so proud of your new book and like all the things that are coming together. And I can't wait to see what's mm -hmm. next for you. Um, how do people Thank stay you. in touch with you, Sharani? First of all, I want to say thank you, Patrice. You have truly been a gift for me as I have been on this adventure um, of becoming more fiercely, authentically me. Um, so thank you, truly. Uh, and the way people can keep up with me is I know they're listening in their podcast right now. And what you got to do right now, friend, is you have to go to your search bar, search fierce authenticity, and then hit that subscribe button. Uh, we are off for the summer. We'll be coming back uh, in about a little later in the fall, but we are about to come back and we're going to come back strong. So you are going to want to get all caught up and up to speed before we start for another good season. Um, and then they can, you know, friend, you can join my newsletter community, buy the book, learn more at fierceauthenticity.com. Fierceauthenticity.com. Thank you so much for being here, Sharani. Um, and listen, to those of you who are thinking about coming over to command the stage, joining our next cohort, I just want to encourage you um, to really, really, really consider it, right? It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to be just a podcaster. You don't have to be an author. You don't. Many people come into the space and they use what they learn and command the stage to advance in their careers in some form or fashion, corporate America, whatever it is you want to do. But what we hear overwhelmingly is that people become more fiercely authentic, Sharani, and just how they communicate in general, just in their lives, how they are um, so much more able to become okay with the truth and own their story, whatever that story is for that moment. Um, and that's something that I'm really, really proud of. Because when I thought of Command the Stage, I did think of it as just a speaker training. But God has shown me through just all the different stories and all of the backgrounds of so many of you have come through that it is just so much bigger than that. It is so much bigger than that. 
And no matter what stage you find yourself on, if you want to show up with more power, uh, with more boldness, with more authenticity, command the stage could be the best home you could ever imagine, like the best community uh, you can imagine to really foster that. So come over to commandthestage.com. The doors close this Sunday. No, that's not true. Welcome orientation is this Sunday. The doors close this Friday. So do not delay. You have a couple days to think about this. Check out the details at commandthestage.com. And if you have any questions, remember we have enrollment coaches who are standing by to help you make a decision. That's a quick 15 minute call where you can tell them what you have going on, what you hope to get out of it. They are all alumni of my programs and they will be able to tell you straight up. They are told, be completely honest. And we, if we are not a fit for someone, just tell them we're not a fit. I am okay with that. But if we are a fit, I would love to be your coach. I would love to serve you. I would love to support you on this purpose journey. So come check it out, commandthestage.com. That's it for me today. We'll be back tomorrow with another uh, alumni student who has amazing things going on in the world to highlight. And I will see you then. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.